We're gonna start in three, two, one. Just checking I'm really recording. <laughs> three, two, one. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Fine Poetry Podcast. I'm Fina. And I'm Kaya. Yeah, because we have a guest in the virtual room today, Kaya Vandenberg, our previous previously featured poet. And uh, she's here to talk to me about a poem by one of her favorite poets, which is... First Date by Sabrina Benaim. Exactly. I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name, to be honest. I'm very sorry. Oh, I, I mean, I always go with Benaim, but I'm really not sure. And I'm probably going to Google this, maybe. I'm going to Google this right now. I usually do this stuff during the recording. And then I have to, like, edit out um, these huge pauses of me Googling. <laughs> Wait, I think I found, uh, I found a video. Benaim. Benaim. Okay. All right, so we're reading First Date by Sabrina Benaim. And as per usual, I'm going to read out the poem. It's going to be really different because this is the first performance poem we featured on the show. And um, then Kaya and I are going to have a chat about it. Oh, I just broke the spine. I never do that. Well, never mind. It's fine. Anyway, let's go. First Date. Hello. When I say hello, I mean thank you. When I say thank you, I mean I adore you. And when I say I adore you, I mean I will check your horoscope. I mean when you leave the balloons that you carry in your laughter behind on my ceiling, well, I like them better than flowers. My body is a garden rooted in gratitude. Thank you is the biggest poem I've got inside of me. Oh, me? I am a campfire cold hearts like to sit around and roast their marshmallows in. When I say campfire, I mean tiny furnace, little light lady. I mean, I am not the path of least resistance. But I swear, I was struck by lightning, bang, boom, wow. This one time at Coachella when Jay-Z brought out Beyonce, I mean, I am flawless. Procrastinator. My heart is a messy bedroom. I always distract myself from cleaning. I digress. When I say Beyonce came out, I mean fireworks went off and I cried. When I say I cried, I mean I taught the clouds how to cry for me. Dig? I wouldn't say I'm sensitive. I would say I'm highly susceptible to feeling a lot. And sometimes there just ain't enough rocks for a scump. When I say my feelings are a box of chocolates, I mean I like to eat them. I also like to get high enough to look myself in the third eye. When I say I like to get high, I mean sometimes after I shower, I thank the towel. Snap, crackle, or pop? Me? Pop. I mean, I've got this violent tendency to see a bubble and want to pop it. Which is to say, I have held love. But I popped it and locked it, then dropped it and lost it. I didn't mind. Love made me feel like I knew the answer, but when I raised my hand, I was the only one in the room. What I mean is, have you ever felt the ache of swallowing starlight? That cinnamon heartburn? 
What I mean is his name is a plate set at the table of my tongue because I learned love like wait for it. If I called the last person you said I love you to, could they tell me you felt it? Can you feel this? I'm allergic to liars. They cause my tongue to swell and sharpen. Bullet flesh tongue. What I mean is my kiss tastes like a shotgun to the lips. You'll like it. It'll make you feel brave. My first crush was on Benny the Jet Rodriguez. That boy ran so fast he could fly by foot. If I were an animal, I would be a hummingbird. When I say hummingbird, I mean sometimes my hands forget how to hold, become two teacups in an earthquake. I am a rattle of splintered bones. When I say my body, I mean blunt guts and then some. My instincts are miraculous. I spent an entire year sleeping on a bed of swords and was not cut once. What I mean is, my lonely looks a lot like insomnia when you hold it up to the light. What I mean is, if I came to you, lonely as a grocery store parking lot at 5 a.m., blowing smoke rings but pretending they are halos, could you believe in the magic? Not beauty, not the beast, I mean enchanted castle, my body space jam. My toothy smile has ways to tell anything than the truth. Flight response. Do you ever sit on the end of your bed and listen to the world spin? I hear that song everywhere. And when I say that song, what I mean is time. Time is a holy catastrophe of heirloom clock faces that don't fit my wrists. The only instrument I know how to play is a muscle. I like my body best when I'm not worried about how much space it is taking up. I mean dancing. And when I say dancing, I mean shimmy in a shake and a womp womp drop. My swagger has moves like it sleeps in a waterbed. I mean my seed sleeps in its shell. I am best prepared for the worst case scenario. The best case scenario scares me. Flight response. My mother tells me I am a bird. When she says I am a bird, she means the whole world is my cage. In my dreams I can fly, and there is no such thing as a cage, meaning there is no such thing as time. I have been here before. I mean, I recognize that moon. And I know there are many moons, and my gratitude eclipses them all. So I say thank you. Thank you when I mean hello. All right, after we've now heard the poem, I'm going to hand it over to Kaya and uh, let her tell me a bit about what's so special to her about this poet and poem. It's just the most relatable poem I've ever found. The first couple of lines are already so relatable to me because I'm obsessed with astrology. And then this whole thing when she says, when I say hello, I mean thank you. When I say thank you, I mean I adore you. And when I say I adore you, I mean I will check your horoscope, which is 100% what I do when I have a crush. So do you wanna do you wanna tell me about some of the images she's using that you really like? That's the main thing that I love about her work is her imagery. Do you have the poem open right now, or are you just yeah I do vibing? I actually transcribed it myself because I was so obsessed with it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, very invested in this one. First lines already resonated with me a lot, and then also me. 
I'm a campfire, cold hearts like to sit around and roast their marshmallows in. But when I say campfire, I mean tiny furnace, little light lady, I mean blah, blah, blah. That I also really like. Such a familiar image of just like marshmallows roasting in a fire. The way her confidence seems to leave her, right? I'm a campfire who warms cold hearts, but when I say campfire, I actually mean I'm more like, like you know, one of those small furnaces. And actually, I'm more like a candle, but never mind. You know, she's subtly dragging herself. That happens during the poem a couple of times. She builds herself up and then goes, oh, but actually, no, and I was exaggerating a little bit. What do you think that means, the pattern she has created there? I think it has to do with the scenario. Like, you have to imagine her being on a first date. When you're on a first date, you usually kind of want the person to like you. So you will try to, like, tell them how great you are, but also you don't want to be full of yourself or something. So maybe then you just take a step back. What it also made me think of just now was the situation where you meet a stranger for the first time. And suddenly you're telling them your whole life story. You could read this whole thing in one big breath. Except for the white space in the poem. The big gaps between some sentences. They're also the indication that the person that she's on a date with like, replies to her, her waterfall of, <laughs> of words and stories. Yeah, that's really interesting. I've only ever thought about this as a monologue. And it's interesting to see the white space as a reply that she just doesn't include. Yeah, but I think that's that's what they stand for. I kind of also resonated with that a lot because I think I tend to talk a lot when I meet someone. So sometimes I just get into this monologue and I just uh, can't stop speaking anymore. Yeah, she did a really good job showing that in the poem as well. Kaya and I are both like this. So when we met, we were just throwing monologues at each other. It kind of (laughs) worked. What I uh, find really interesting is that um, that difference between the poem on the page and um, the recording on YouTube. For one thing, there are subtle differences in the way she performs the poem. So some words are different and um, there have been some little changes for the print version. And it's so interesting because the print version never changes, but the recording is just one particular moment of her performing this poem. So she's already performed it countless times. And it's always been a little different, but we don't get to see those times. And what I find uh, especially interesting about that is that when she herself is performing the poem, the audience is the other person she's on a date with. And I really like that dynamic. Yeah, actually, um, because I've only ever known the YouTube version before you gave me the book, um, I didn't realize that it was different, obviously, because I only knew that one version. Um, And also, I had listened to it so many times because I, like, transcribed it for myself. (laughs) Um, That those slight changes that you mentioned, they really, like annoyed me a little bit when I read it in the book. I was like, no, it's not right. It's not how she performed it. But I think they're also, yeah, I think it's really nice to see those differences as well because they're like, yeah. It does feel quite jarring. Yeah. It's such a natural way how she performs it in the video. 
Yeah, and I think some of those changes um, are just due to adapting the poem for a print form because it's it's ultimately it's a poem that's meant to be performed, and um, I think when you perform, you can have a lot more filler words in order to keep the flow going and like adding more ands and uh, just more fillers. But um, on the page, that might have interrupted your flow. So if we'd come to this poem not knowing the recording, uh, we might have been really confused and gone like, why is she saying and? I just read that sentence, okay? Um, so I find that really interesting to have a performance poet on the podcast for the first time because so far we've only had um, page poets, so poets who specifically write their poetry to be read and um, less to be seen in performance. Let's talk about how how do you think this poem differs from other poems we've had on the podcast or like other page poetry? Um, I think it's less abstract maybe because it is like a whole speech basically it's not it's not as constructed maybe or it seems less constructed than some shorter poetry or poetry that is just like meant to be on paper um, yeah I think it's so, a, it has this feeling of being a bit more in the moment yeah so it's I guess it's maybe closer to everyday speech than um, page poetry where you know every word counts on the page and in performance poetry I think it's more about a general impression that you want to bring across in the short time that you have yeah maybe and I think when you have that in mind it's also interesting that it's the first poem in her book like mm -hmm. it's really her introducing herself to the reader in a way it really is because it's even it comes even before the uh, table of contents. Oh, really? So um, you've got the title page with um, the title of the collection and her name. Then you've got a blank page. Then you've got first date, the poem that we just read. Then you've got dedications, and then you've got the table of contents. So first date is really the very first thing you see that you read in this collection. And that's a really interesting way to start. It's a bit like other writers would put an introduction. I'm just thinking about... Um, I mean, it is an introduction in a way. Yes. Just, it's also a poem and it's also a very beloved poem. So it's a really interesting choice to put it at the front. It's a bit like a disclaimer. I guess it's her most famous poem as well. So probably her readers were inspired to buy her book because they loved this poem in particular or because they loved her other poems as well, but probably this one was the first because I think it was the most popular one of hers with the most clicks on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I think this one and um, Explaining My Depression to My Mother, which is also incredibly popular. Yeah, so... Um, start wrapping this up well I would say that this poem is incredible incredible and incredibly vulnerable 
and relatable and it just has so many images so many different images as well like there are pop culture uh, references like Forrest Gump and Jay-Z and Beyonce and Coachella and stuff Um, but there are also like imagery that you wouldn't necessarily come up with yourself or like that you maybe haven't thought of before yeah and it's also very um very intense yes yes it's it's very intense in the way all the imagery is packed on top of each other and you barely have time to process so it's definitely a poem that rewards re-listening and re-reading which is also interesting because that recording is available and people like you for example can listen to it 1000 times and um, still not get tired of it yeah that is fair um so yeah I also found it very interesting to have a piece of performance poetry on the podcast because I usually engage more with page poetry because it's also where I feel more at home um but I really like I really like Sabrina Benaim and I think she struck a nerve for a lot of people and also got a lot of people more interested in uh, performance poetry so I definitely recommend checking out her work right Where can you find us on the internet? Kaya, where can we find you on the internet? Okay. Um, you can find me on Twitter, as you usually always plug your Twitter first, um, which is now, as of today, uh, Kaya, then like an underdash or underline VDB. So K-A-J-A underline VDB. And I also have a blog, That is bilingual in German and English. It's about feminism, sexuality, and pop culture and my life. Uh, and it's called Aus dem Arkhörbchen. I'm gonna plug that in the show notes as well so people can see the spelling. Yeah, and I think that's all. All right. Uh, my other social media is on there or on my Twitter if you're interested. Check out Kaya's Twitter and her blog. They are both very good and very fun. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Fina Stargard. And if you're tweeting about the show, please use the hashtag FindPoetryPod. And you can also find me on my website, josefinestargard.wordpress.com. And as always, I'm going to post a blog post with show notes, um, including this poem and also Kaya's social media handles, Sabrina's social media handles, which I have not looked up, and um, my stuff as well. All right, everyone. Kaya... Do you have any last words? We have one minute remaining. Okay. So thank you so much for having me on the podcast. And when I say thank you, I guess I just mean hello. Whoa. Well done. All right, everyone. I hope you're keeping your spirits up. We certainly are. And um, this is the beginning of a very exciting new era. God, 37 seconds for the fine poetry pod. Um, because this means I'm now learning to record interviews so we can have more people on the show. Yay! And until then, I hope you're okay and I'll talk to you soon. Bye!